get it. All football, all the time. You're listening to the best football show, hosted by Elliot Shore Parks. What's going on, everyone? My name is Elliot Shore Parks. Today is Thursday, December 29th, and this is the best football show podcast, the place for the top news and opinion from myself and from the best of the best of Odyssey's football podcasts and radio stations. If you like what you hear today, please hit that subscribe button as it not only helps the show grow, but if you leave your best NFL take with a five-star review, I'll make sure to read it on an upcoming episode of the podcast. The latest news from the NFL is, of course, surrounding quarterbacks, and we're going to talk about both of them. We're going to talk about Carson Wentz being named the starter in Washington for the remainder of the season, and Derek Carr being benched in Las Vegas for the remainder of the season. Two decisions, one the right one, one the wrong one, both made for different reasons, and both kind of show where the quarterback position is at right now in the NFL. First, let's talk about Washington and the decision to move back to Carson Wentz over Heineke for the starting quarterback. Now, I think when you look at this decision, from the outside looking in, you would say, you know, the the surface level take would be that's the wrong decision. They've been, the wrong decision. They've been better with Heineke, Wentz, I think they were 1 and 5 or 2 and 5 with him at quarterback. They were struggling with him early on. Washington made their run to the playoffs when Carson went to the bench with an injured finger. But I think if you dig deeper, Heineke has not been the reason this season has turned around. If you look at what Carson's biggest flaw is, what the thing everybody gets on him about, it's the turnovers, the fumbles, the interceptions, the reckless play. With Carson at quarterback, they were averaging 1.3 turnovers a game. With Heineke at quarterback, they're averaging 1.2 turnovers a game. So they've been turning it over at roughly the same rate. Different reasons, you know, fumbles, interceptions, those type of thing. The reality is with Carson at quarterback, they're turning it over just as much as Heineke, pretty much just as much as when Heineke was at quarterback. The main difference in Washington has been the defense is playing way better. When Carson was playing, the defense was struggling. They gave up 22 points, 36 points, 22, 25, 21. They only had one game where they held a defense under 15 points. If you look at Heineke, he's gotten two games where they held him under 15 points, one game at 16 points, three games where it was at 20 points. The defense has played way better with Heineke under center. Now, maybe that's the result of him being under center. We'll find that out when Carson plays this Sunday against Cleveland. But the bottom line is Washington turned it around because their defense started playing better. When Carson was at quarterback, I thought the offense actually played better. For for all of Carson's flaws, for all of the issues he has, one thing he has that Heineke does not is a special quality. And in the NFL, to be a consistent NFL starter, difference-making player, you have to do one thing elite. I remember learning that very early on in my time covering the league. Even if you're an elite run blocker as a wide receiver, if you're an elite gunner on special teams, those things keep you in the NFL. What you can't be is just average at a bunch of stuff. And let's be honest, that's what Heineke is. He is not elite at anything. Maybe he's a great leader, but when it comes to his arm, his arm's not that great. He's not that mobile. He doesn't make great decisions. He doesn't have great height. He's a good quarterback, a good backup quarterback. He is not somebody that takes you on a special run because of him. He's not somebody that can play at an elite level. Carson's a flawed player. Carson has a special quality. Carson's arm is elite. He can make throws that only a handful of other quarterbacks can make. He's got the kind of arm that teams look for in the NFL draft. He can throw that thing 50, 60 yards, no problem. He'll make throws that Heineke flat out cannot make. And that's why when you look at what Washington's doing, 
I think it's the right decision. While for, for, for a couple reasons. One, there is no chance Heineke is the quarterback of the future. None. He is not going to be their franchise quarterback. Now you'll say, Elliot, Wentz is not going to be either. And I probably agree with you. If it was between Carson and four or five other options, Carson wouldn't be my pick. But they got two games left. And they have to decide, of those two games, who's more likely to show us something that maybe would get us encouragement for 2023. And it's Carson. It is absolutely Carson. Carson is set up right now to take this team on a bit of a special run. They have Cleveland at home on on Sunday. That's a game that they should win. Then they finish the season at home versus Dallas. The chances of Dallas needing that game are pretty slim. So you're looking at probably two straight wins for Washington. And if they win both these games, they are in the playoffs. And Carson will get to start a playoff game. If they go in as a seven seed, he's likely going to go into Washington. Of I'm sorry, into Minnesota. A very, very winnable game. So Carson now has an amazing opportunity in front of him. Win two games in the regular season that are very winnable. Go into Minnesota where he will be an underdog, to be clear. He will be an underdog. But it, but of all the NFC teams at the top half of the the, comfort, the top half of the seedings, they're the most vulnerable. You don't want to play Philly. You don't want to play San Francisco. You don't want to play Dallas. Minnesota is a team you want to play if you're Washington. So Washington looks at this and goes, okay, we don't know who our quarterback is for 2023. But deep down, they know it's not Heineke. The worst thing that could happen to them is Heineke on the, on the back of a defense, on the back of elite receiving court or at least a very good receiving core, takes him into the playoffs, wins him a playoff game. It's way more, it's way harder to move on from him. Carson, on the other hand, at least they know has an elite skill. His arm is elite. And look, you can hear when Ron Rivera talks about it that when why they went back to Carson was he's making better decisions now. They saw that against San Francisco. They see that, I would assume, in practice. He has a better understanding of the offense. When you combine what could be a better understanding of the offense with Carson, with a defense that's playing way better, and Carson's elite arm. And yes, there'll be turnovers, but there were turnovers with, with Heineke as well. Carson can make throws that Heineke cannot make, and that is why they're going back to him. That's why when you look around the league, certain players win out. Certain players have elite qualities. Other quarterbacks simply do not. Mahomes, ton of elite special qualities. Herbert, elite arm. Jalen, elite runner and a very good arm and also a great leader. Like you can go across the board. The guys, Josh Allen, elite runner, has a bazooka for an arm. If you look at the guys in the NFL that are franchise guys, they have an elite quality. Kyler Murray, elite runner. Like there, you have to have that. And Heineke does not. And Wentz, for all his flaws, has one. So while I understand the outrage from Washington fans, I understand why you would want to roll with Heineke. The, the ceiling is higher with Wentz at quarterback than it is with Heineke. It just flat out is. In this time of the year, you're better off going with the option that gives you a higher ceiling and maybe a bit of a lower floor, but he will make throws to Terry McLaurin, Jihad Dotson, that Heineke cannot make. And that's why I think moving forward, they made the right decision. Wentz can be cut in the offseason for $26 million if they want to. At least now they'll get a more informed opinion on him for these final weeks. Heineke's a free agent. He's likely not going to be back, or if he is back, it'll be on a backup deal. Heineke's time in Washington is basically over, barring a Carson injury. And even then, I don't think he'll be back next year as the starter. But Wentz, there's still a sliver of a hope. And with what he has in front of him, I think that there's a decent chance, or at least, it's not decent, but I think there's a better chance they find something special with Carson than they have with Tyler. The other piece of big news in the NFL was the uh, Las Vegas Raiders' decision to bench Derek Carr 
which really signals the end of Carr's time in Las Vegas. On the surface, you look at this and you go, this is a dumb decision by the Raiders. I know they're not in playoff contention anymore. I know their season's over. But Carr, I think, has done a good job of standing by this franchise while they've been an absolute dumpster fire. He's been, he's been through bad head coaches. He's been through bad seasons. He's been through some bad situations. He's been the face of that franchise in a lot of ways. Also, let's be honest, he's a big part of the reason Devontae Adams is there. So I understand from the Raiders' perspective, he's done a lot for them. And I think that benching him with two games to go... I think it's a little messed up. I think from the Raiders' perspective, they're trying to make sure he doesn't get hurt so that they can trade him in the offseason. He has a deal that is guaranteed for injury only. So if he were to, God forbid, tear his ACL uh, you know, next week or, or injure his shoulder in the final game of the season, he, in theory, in theory, would have his money guaranteed for 2023. And the Raiders can save a lot of money from moving on from him. If they move on from him, they get $29 more million in cap space. They already have $34 million projected, which is ninth in the league. So you add that together, and you're talking about having some of the most cap space in the league. Now, the, the issue for the Raiders is they have no real path to a quarterback. It does not look like a quarterback is going to be readily available this offseason. You never know, like quarterbacks pop up, but it doesn't look like they're going to be readily available. And while Derek Carr has his flaws, I do not think he is a train wreck of a quarterback. I do not think he's somebody that you absolutely have to move on to. When you look, they have the ninth pick in the draft right now. You could try to package some, you could try to move up, but I think it's going to be hard for them to get an elite, elite quarterback prospect in the draft. So they get the cap space if they move on from Carr, and I'm sure there'll be teams that are interested. The New York Jets are certainly going to be one of them. The Indianapolis Colts could be one of them. So he could end up in a good spot. But I think the Raiders are maybe overestimating a little bit how much it's going to mean to lose Derek Carr. He's not an amazing player, but he has 217 touchdowns in his career to 99 interceptions. I think he has shown that he can lead a powerful offense when needed. He has a, a pretty good arm. I think that he has a lot of qualities that add up to a really good quarterback. And I know, like I just said with Tyler Heineke, you need an elite quality. And I'm not sure he has an elite quality. His arm is way closer to Carson's than it is to, to Heineke's. But I still think he's lacking that elite skill. So in that way, you look at the Raiders' decision, you go, okay, they're going to swing for the fences. I just think it's different for each franchise. And this franchise has been through a lot. Carr has stuck with them through a lot. And I think the bench him for the, last fi- the final two games, while it's understandable... I think it's a little messed up, and I think that for someone to help them get Devontae Adams, someone that stood with them through through so many things, he should have been allowed to play those final two games. This has been the latest edition of the Best Football Show podcast. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Please hit that subscribe button, and please leave a five-star review if you like what you hear. I'll talk to you guys on Friday.